learning. We've all experienced it, but how does it happen? More importantly, how do we create powerful learning experiences that change people's lives? In this podcast, we'll explore the world of adult career change education, from learning theories to classroom experiences to the kinds of people who make life-changing education possible. So come learn with us. This is the future of professional education, powered by ThriveDX. Hi, folks, and welcome back to the future of professional education. I'm Sean, your host. I'll start with some news. I've left full-time employment at ThriveDX, and what you're listening to may be my last podcast episode here. Cue the sad music. Nah, it's not that kind of episode. I joined when ThriveDX was called HackerU back in January of 2020 as our second remote employee. The first remote employee started a few days before I did and left soon after. So if our people team is listening, I think really I should get credit for being the first. HackerU actually knew about me from my first podcast, Pursuing Mastery. And since joining, I've transitioned our teaching from fully live and in-person to fully online, built our educational philosophy. Episode three of this podcast covers that built and ran our teacher training program, built our education team, built this podcast, of course, and had a great time doing all of it, especially this podcast. It's been a labor of love, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. But all good things must end, and it's time to move on. I'm starting my own business called Effective EDU. That's EffectiveEDU.com with just one E at the end, E-F-F-E-C-T-I-V-E-D-U.com. I'm all clever that way, where I'll build a training program for early stage teachers and provide bespoke educational consulting. I'm also launching a podcast called Ways We Learn. It'll be a continuation of the kind of interviews and deep thinking about learning that you've heard on the future of professional education, as well as on my prior podcast. You can find Ways We Learn on any podcast provider or at anchor.fm slash we learn. And if you subscribe now, you won't find content yet, but I've got some great guests lined up. So just Keep it in that feed and you'll see some really interesting stuff pop up soon. Again, that's anchor.fm slash we learn. Okay, so what to end with. I want to go back to that topic from the third episode on the educational principles because it's some of the most foundational work I've done at ThriveDX and possibly the most important thing you can take away from this podcast. If I was going to write a book on education, and who knows, I just might, it'd be on these ideas. Those educational principles are learning is active, learning is scaffolded, learning is measurable, and learning is intentional. Now, if you've listened to earlier episodes, you know that I love to make this show interactive. So before I talk about the four principles, see whether you can define each of them to yourself. You can pause the podcast as you do. I promise I'll be here when you come back. So what do active, scaffolded, measurable, and intentional learning mean? Well, you just did some active learning if you actually paused the recording and tried to answer that question. Active learning is all about mental activity. People can't learn passively. This is one of the foundational elements of modern learning theory. And therefore, learning experiences should not only deliver information, but also ensure the learner works with it to make meaning. There are some amazing techniques for this. One of my favorites is the think-pair-share, which gives time for self-driven work, followed by partnering, followed by reporting out. If you're teaching multiplication, you might have the learners try a problem on their own, check their work with a partner, and then share their process to the class. 
think, pair, share. This can go way further than just practice, though. If you're a fan of Bloom's taxonomy, you can get all of your learners to touch on the full range of thinking skills in one very short think, pair, share. For a lot more on this and other techniques that support active learning, go check out our third and fifth episodes of this podcast. Scaffolded learning is about connecting new knowledge to prior knowledge. It's hard to learn things without context, so one of the key roles of a teacher is to help the learner make mental connections from the new stuff to the things they already know. Analogies are one great way to do this. You relate what they're learning, for example, multiplication again, to something that they've already learned, say, addition. Multiplication is just repetitive addition, so linking those concepts is a way to activate prior knowledge and make the new learning easier. On that topic, scaffolding isn't dumbing down the content. That's a common misconception. Scaffolding does not make the content simpler. Scaffolding makes the learning easier. I did a whole episode, Lucky Episode 13, that goes into cognitive load theory and Meyer's principles of multimedia learning. And one of the big takeaways from that episode is that we're in a constant battle with the learner's extremely limited working memory. We have to help them process and encode new information. And novices get overwhelmed with new information. So scaffolding is one way of reducing cognitive load and increasing retention without dumbing down the material. Okay, so you've scaffolded the idea of multiplication and your learners seem to be getting it. But how do you know they're actually understanding it, or better yet, are able to transfer what you taught them to solve novel problems? You have to measure the learning. Measurement means assessment. You can't possibly know what's in your learners' heads until they demonstrate what they know. On a side note, you also can't possibly know what your learners feel about your class or what kind of effort they're putting into it unless they literally tell you or show you. You don't get to say little Susie student doesn't care about my class unless Susie has literally told you this. But I digress. <laughs> now, assessment doesn't necessarily mean grades or exams or quizzes. People often think quiz or test when they hear assessment, and while those are assessments, they're far from the only ones. In fact, some research has shown that giving grades is actually detrimental to learning, and that feedback without grades holds the most potential for improvement in the learner. One method of assessment that I love is polling. The built-in polls in Zoom or Kahoot or Google Forms or Mentimeter or any of a ton of other options that allow you to ask the whole class a question and get a response from everyone. If you build those questions thoughtfully, you can also use them to generate conversation. Okay, so five of you said A, 25 of you said B. Why might someone have said A? And whether or not you go the conversation route, polls give you a quick pulse check on what people understand at a given point in time. And you can use that to even go as far as adjusting your teaching on the fly based on the result. For more on assessment, check out episode 12, Building a Comprehensive Assessment Strategy. And finally, we come to learning is intentional. This is a nod to the years of research and best practices that should influence every learning experience. It's also a call to action to help the learner understand how they can learn effectively. And that's because learning is a shared responsibility. The teacher needs to know what must be learned and how to effectively teach it, and the learner must know how to be successful at learning it. So we have to teach and learn with intentionality. For teachers, this could mean leveraging stress as a motivator, but also reducing stress when it risks shutting down deep thinking. Or it could mean teaching key information at the beginning and end of class when it's most memorable. Or it could mean pre-learning or cyclical learning, as we learn better when our brains are primed for new information. 
or it could mean applying what we know about cognitive load theory and Meyer's principles of multimedia learning. For the learners, it could mean employing techniques like spaced repetition outside of the classroom to improve retention over time. Or it could mean avoiding cramming. There is so much that we know about learning that can be applied to improve it, and that includes training our learners on how to learn. If you want more on learning theory, check out episode 23, Educational Mythbusting with Daisy Christodoulou, and again, episode 13, Sweller's Cognitive Load Theory and Meyer's Multimedia Principles. Okay, what if you needed to pick just one thing to work on to improve your classroom? Pause the recording again and think about which of these things you pick. Active, scaffolded, measurable, or intentional. You'd pick active learning, hands down. Many of us grew up in teacher-driven classrooms where we spent lots of time watching a teacher deliver information directly to our brains. Were you able to absorb every morsel of that information from lecture? Probably not. Information delivery is important. It accelerates the learning process. But active engagement with that information is critical. I've worked with teachers who thought they could tell when students were actively engaged in their lecture by the way they nodded along with the teaching. But nodding isn't good enough. Sometimes it just means the learner likes you. Creating meaningful active learning experiences is the thing that makes learning stick. So that's the one that we should be doing above all else. And so with that, we've reached the end of this episode. Nah, still not that kind of episode. Like I said, I'll continue my investigation of how we learn with my new podcast, Ways We Learn, and I hope you'll jump over there and subscribe. The link is in the episode notes, or you can find it where you get your podcasts. And I'm also putting in links to the episodes I mentioned with each of the educational principles, as well as my new website, EffectiveEDU.com, in case you're interested in seeing where that goes. And whether or not ThriveDX continues to add episodes to this podcast, the future of professional education will stay up. So hopefully it'll be a good resource for you and your colleagues for years to come. That's my fondest wish for this. And whoever you are, teacher or learner, I wish you great success in your learning journey, and I hope our paths will cross again. And until they do, thanks for learning with us. Did you enjoy this podcast? Please consider leaving a rating or review wherever you found it. And I hope you'll also recommend it to your friends. Mm -hmm.